Welcome back to Sons of Swoop. Jeff, I know it's been a while, but uh, we got a lot to talk about after that Seahawks loss. And let's be honest, I just want to start off by saying these are issues that we have seen all year long. And we're finally at that breaking point where we can't string together really close wins. It's the flaws that are overtaking this entire team. And we're kind of at the point where the entire season may be in jeopardy. Now, we're going to break down the game, but there are season-long trends here. This is not an overreaction, I don't think. This is week in and week out issues with the offense, issues with the defense, issues with the coaching, issues with the players. So, Jeff, what do you got to say about that loss in Seattle against Drew Locke? It's embarrassing. That's the word, Joe. Embarrassing. This is a backup quarterback who hasn't won a game since 2020. I mean, the guy's just not very good. The Seattle Seahawks aren't very good. You know, I've been hearing a lot of excuses from Eagles fans these last few weeks against the 49ers and the Cowboys. Oh, they've had more rest than us. We're playing three games in 15 days. Um, And, you know, a lot of fans didn't have too much shame to lose to those teams. And, you know, fine. But if you're a Super Bowl-bound team, you go into Seattle against a backup quarterback and you take care of business. I mean, even if we won that game, the fact that it was so close, the fact that we just didn't put the game away. I mean, this is not last year's team, Joe. It's not. I mean, I've lost all confidence in this team. There's nothing I've watched from this team this year that would make me say this team's going to go on to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, playing from behind week in and week out, it's just not sustainable. And it's starting to come back to bite them. We, We can't fight back against these better teams in San Francisco and Dallas when we get down big and expect to win. We're just not a very good team. I mean, I, I'm out. I'm I'm out on the Eagles. I mean, I think they're going to lose in the first round. Maybe they get by the first round and lose in the second, but this team's not going far. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's, it's not about the opponents. It's about what the Eagles are doing every week, which is turning the ball over every single week in bad spots. Like, these are bad turnovers. Uh, it's the offense stalling out every single week, going back to week one against the Patriots. Um, It's the defense not being able to get a stop when they need a stop. Uh, Horrible on third down. Now, obviously, there's a lot to talk about with the defense with new defensive coordinator uh, Matt Patricia, um, where there were some things I liked, but at the end of the day, I mean, how much change can you make? We're really at the end of the season. But the big issue with me, Jeff, is the offense. This team is built around offense. You have Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, the best offensive line in football, Dallas Goddard. Um, There's no excuse for how pathetic the offensive play calling and scheme has been. And if the offense can do what it's supposed to do, which is dominate teams, uh, which is score when you need to score at the end of the game or at the end of the half, it takes pressure off of a defense that – I think is probably more middle of the pack as far as talent goes. They look like they're at the bottom of the pack this season. But when you look at the talent, I think they're they're more, you know, they should be okay. I think the offense is what's killing the team. I think Jalen Hurts doesn't look right. Uh, the scheme is just so frustrating, I think, is, is the best word to possibly use. I don't know what the scheme is. 
it looks like everybody's frustrated. So, you know, what do you think about this game in particular, but I guess the whole season on the offensive side of the ball? Um, the offense just can never seem to get going. I mean, we've been waiting week after week for them to finally put it together. I mean, they've been racking off they were racking off wins, and we're like, okay, we're not playing our best, but just wait until this offense starts to click. Well, it still hasn't happened, and they look, they look worse than ever right now. Um, I think who we're really missing is Shane Steichen. I think last year he was the offensive genius. He was the mastermind. He ran that offense. He knew where guys were going to be. He knew, he knew how to space the field. And Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni just clearly do not. I mean, there were some route combinations last night that were just – it was really disgusting to watch. I mean, you have Kenny Gainwell running a wheel route and uh, uh, A.J. Brown running a post. I mean, you're just bringing two or three defenders over. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense. So I think you look at Shane Steichen, who's – you know, if, if he's not going to win coach of the year, he'll probably be second. I mean, he has the Colts at eight and six with Gardner Minshew. I mean, that, if that's not impressive, I don't know what is. So I think you lose him in this offense. I mean, maybe Nick Sirianni is not this great coach we thought he was. I, I mean, well, he's he's an offensive-minded guy. I mean, the offense looks terrible. What's the excuse for the offense? I mean, we can get into the defense, but the offense, it's the same players as last year. And if anything, they should have gotten better because these are young players in Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. You get um, DeAndre Swift, who I think is probably a better running back than Miles Sanders. The same exact offensive line, pretty much. Dallas Goddard, another year. I mean, why is the offense so bad? And I think you have to put it mostly on the coaching. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts definitely has some blame, too. He he has not looked great. He's making the wrong decisions this year in the read option and not seeing the field well. And he leads the NFL in turnovers. I mean, Brian Johnson's not the reason why he's fumbling the football every week. Um, so I think there's blame on both the players and the coaches, but I just think Brian Johnson kind of stinks. Yeah. Well, listen, Nick Sirianni is the head coach. He hired Brian Johnson. I mean, I think this is a, a classic example of the Peter principle, Brian Johnson, might be a great quarterbacks coach, but that does not necessarily mean that he knows how to design an offense and know how to call plays. Now, again, I'm going to put it at the feet of Nick Sirianni. He's supposed, just like you said, supposed to be an offensive-minded guy. Uh, this is his scheme, but I think with Steichen, who is kind of his friend, Steichen kind of had Sirianni's trust. Uh, I think to me, this is an example. Brian Johnson, who's a younger guy, newer in the NFL, never called plays before in the NFL where Steichen has. And I think Sirianni, who we saw in the first, what, six games of his career here, is not a good offensive play caller. He might be a really good CEO type head coach, but he is not good on the offensive side of the ball, which is a little bit of a worry. But if you hire the right guy, it's you know, ultimately could work out well. I mean, the scheme to me is pathetic. Like you said, the routes are horrible. Um, we typically give up on the run too much, too easily. But I thought yesterday that wasn't really the problem. Uh, I thought Hertz was just really bad yesterday. You know, the funny thing is we actually started off, that first drive was like one of the best of the season. They were mixing it up. They had some motion. Um, we're 32nd in the league, by the way, in the use of motion. We're not confusing anybody. Defenses know what's coming. By the way, when Jalen Hurts goes under center, we're running the ball. You know, And if we run the ball out of the shotgun, here's my big issue. 
we're handing the ball off sideways, and we're like seven yards away from the line of scrimmage. So our running game's been messed up all year, too. I mean, that's what we, in 2017 and last year, we were dominant run teams. We can't run the ball this year. I mean, yesterday it looked like we started to get it rolling. Um, I have one more issue, and it kind of comes back to Hurts, but it's married with the coaching. Like, obviously, he's not being coached up well enough. We don't really spread the ball like we did in 2017. Like, think that year with Nick Foles. Everybody touched the ball. Corey Clement touched the ball. Trey Burton touched the ball. Nelson Aguilar. These were huge parts uh, of our offense. And, I mean, it feels to me like Hertz is forcing the ball to double-covered A.J. Brown too much. So I think Hertz is not seeing the field well. And by the way, we'll get into this next, but can we cut Quez Watkins? Please, please, Jeff, please cut Quez Watkins. I don't care that he's fast. I he's don't one care. of the most useless players I've ever seen, really. I mean, he just runs a straight line. He's kind of fast, but he's not going to catch the ball. I mean, I know it was pass interference on that one play, but dude, get in the defender's way. Like, try to make a play on the ball. He just did nothing. Just let the guy catch the ball. I mean, it was a great interception, but dude, go go. That's your ball. Go get it. Julian no. Love wanted that ball more than he than Quest did. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. Was it a little underthrown? Sure. He didn't even attempt to fight for the ball. And that's by the way, why the pass interference did not get called. Because he just kind of stopped trying, which he listen, we talk about it over and over again. I think Quez Watkins has caused more turnovers than big plays in his career here. And he's caused a lot of turnovers. Um, And I mean, just think back to the Super Bowl with the huge drop that could have won us the game. So it's interesting because I feel like the guy Zacchaeus has maybe seven or eight catches all year, but he's got some big catches. Why don't we ever throw the ball to him? I mean, AJ Brown's double or triple covered every single time. So Zacchaeus, has to be open, right? Like, we can't have every single guy covered, right, Jeff? Someone has to be open. I mean, I I saw Devontae Smith open on a crossing route that probably would have went for 40-plus yards, maybe a touchdown if he hit that second gear. I saw on the last throw of the game, Kenny Gainwell wide open, and instead Hurts just forces it. I mean, there's still time on the clock for us to run another play and get in field goal range, but forces it to a double-covered A.J. Brown. You know, some people think it might have something to do with A.J. Brown being a diva and complaining earlier in the season. I really don't think that's the case. I think it's just Hurts just not making good decisions. Um, I, I actually think he's injured. I mean, just the way he's looked all year in running and scrambling, he looks like he's hobbling. It looks like it's a struggle for him to run. He doesn't have that speed that he had last year. So I think we're going to find out towards the end of the season this guy was playing injured all year. But nevertheless... I'm not giving him any excuses. He has yeah. to play better. He he was he was close to being the MVP last year. He's been so far from it. I mean, the regression's been pretty alarming. Yeah. Um, I, I know the the play calling's not doing him any favors. It seems like he's just holding the ball back there all day, and these routes are taking forever to develop. And then we have the screen game. That's got to be the worst oh. screen game in the NFL. I mean, how many times are we oh. going to throw the ball backwards? It, it it's it's ridiculous. It really is. So our, our offense is wide receiver bubble screens that go nowhere. Uh, and Jalen Hurts just standing back there 
scrambling in the pocket. Usually he's leaving the pocket way too early, but it's just confounding to me that week in and week out, Hertz is holding on to the ball. And for the most part, I mean, sometimes he's missing guys. That's for sure. He's not seeing the field ball. But for the most part, A.J. Brown's not open. Devontae Smith's not open. Dallas got it. We're like forcing the ball into double coverage every time, which tells me the scheme is horrible. It's, it's When you have the weapons that we have, there should be at least one person wide open every time. And there, for the most part, is not. Um, I think the Seattle game, a lot of it was on Hurts. The injury thing, I don't know if he's hurt. If he's hurt, is that impacting him staying in the field? And, doesn't he no, I, I understand. I'm no. just saying I've heard that argument before. I know this is not what you're saying. Um, and maybe that is impacting him running a little bit, although he ran a lot yesterday. He's got like 14 rushing touchdowns. Obviously, a lot of that is uh, the brotherly shove. But – the injury shouldn't impact him throwing so many interceptions. He never threw interceptions last year. Like when he threw an interception last year, it was like shocking. This year, it's like, oh my gosh, he's he's fumbling and throwing interceptions every game. It's it's like expected. I'm like not even surprised when he throws an interception. But and a lot of that to me is coaching. Uh, again, you're moving Brian Johnson, who's clearly a great quarterbacks coach, up into a new position. And now you got this guy, Alex Taney, who's like 30 years old as our quarterback's coach. Um, I just think it was a fatal flaw in the offseason for Sirianni not to hire somebody with more experience. This is a, you know, when he first came in, it was a Ford. Okay, we had some pieces. It was okay. But, okay, you could bring in your buddies and see what they can do and grow with the team. This team this year is like a freaking Cadillac, right? You have all the pieces. I don't want somebody who's going to learn on the job. Brian Johnson might be a great coach one day. He might be a great coordinator one day. But why would you get somebody who's new to the position? It just it didn't make sense to me then. Obviously, on the defensive side of the ball, it didn't make sense because they got rid of the side already. But I, I just think there were some fatal mistakes made in the offseason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got to be the youngest coaching staff in the league. I mean, I, I can't really picture any teams that have a younger staff. So that might be part of the problem. Um, it's just really a shame because the team is close to intact from last year's Super Bowl run. And if last year's team played this year's team, it would it would be like a 40 point game. It, it would really be that bad. And I think most of it is due to coaching. And I think a lot is because Hurts just isn't playing well. I mean, part of the reason why he was so valuable and so good last year was because he took care of the football. I mean, I love Jalen Hurts, but, you know, arm-wise, arm talent-wise, he doesn't have an arm like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, but he was just so smart with the football and he made the right decisions, even on things as simple as the read option. He was just making the right play and he's not doing it this year. Um, I mean, you look at Brock Purdy and there's a guy who he's not the most talented quarterback in the NFL, but he's surrounded by a really good team and he's making really smart decisions and taking care of the football. And Oh yeah. He has a genius coach in Kyle Shanahan who, um, you know, that dude knows how to run an offense. Um, yeah. yeah. So as far as like Shanahan goes, I, I think, is he, a great head coach. I don't know. 
Um, I've been back and forth on him a little bit. Obviously, after watching him uh, the other week, and it's not even close. Him and Sirianni are not even in the same league when it comes to offensive scheme and play design. I mean, they're incredibly unpredictable. You have no idea where anybody's going. You got Debo Samuel lining up in the backfield. Um, you got Kittle, who's looking like he's blocking, but then he sheds the block. He's wide open. Uh, unpredictable. And he got Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo's not even a game manager. Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. And he got them to the Super Bowl and very, very close to winning it that year. So, well, you I know, think you we're put putting together. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty clear we're putting way too much on Hertz. Um, that 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 first drive, it was quick passes. Um, by the way, here's another question I got for you, Jeff. Because again, our offense is like these stupid bubble screens that never work. Right? A bubble screen will work if the defense isn't expecting it. They're gonna expect it when you do it 20 times a game. Also, the QB draw. The QB draw will work like once or twice a game. Not if you do it the entire game, every game. We run but it like six times a game. Like it'll a be game. a third and seven. I'm like, here comes the QB draw. And it's a QB draw. Like you have these weapons. You have Jalen Hurts. Throw the ball. We were in the red zone. It was like the second or third drive of the game. And it's third and six. And we just run the ball off. Like third and six is a passing down. What, what are you doing? Do, well, first of all, they're just conceding. That was a horrible decision and play call. But – that's our whole red zone offense. Is when's the last time that we were in the red zone at like the five yard line? We threw for a touchdown. Like all we do, and I get it, it does work a lot, but you have to have something else in your back pocket when you know there's a penalty, right? We know the refs in the NFL are unreliable. Uh, we know that that Jason Kelsey false start call is bogus for the most part. I mean, did he move the ball? Sure, but I, I mean, it was a bogus call. You got to be ready with something other than a run up the middle or a QB draw. When is the last time we were at the five or 10 yard line? We threw for a touchdown in the end zone. We haven't done it. No, we only run. We only do the QB draw. And again, it, it works a lot of the time, but you can't be predictable, um, which goes to my next thing. The one thing that clearly works, and we saw it in the first drive, and we've now seen it in a few weeks is the A.J. Brown slant or just going to the middle of the field. And we never, ever stick with it. We And those are the easy throws. And those are the throws Hurts can make. And yet we're just reliant on these either screens or these incredibly hard sideline throws that are low percentage passes. I don't understand. What, you got Goddard and, and A.J. Brown. Why are we not just going in the middle of the field? And by the way, before the first interception, that's what we were doing. We were going right down the field before we decided to chuck it to Quez Watkins. Why not stick with that? No idea. No idea. That's what I would like to see is just quick passes, hurts, three-step drop, get rid of the ball, keep moving. I mean, take five-yard chunks, take six, seven-yard chunks. I mean, we did it last year, and it worked really well. We haven't done it at all this year. I mean, it seems like receivers are just wrong. Uh, go patterns every single time and running into each other and there's no spacing at all. I mean, a lot of that is just Brian Jones, Sirianni with his offense. Uh, I, I really, I know being an offensive coordinator is tough, but I mean, I still look back to that Kenny Gainwell wheel route with 
AJ Brown running a corner out and just drawing two or three defenders. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I really don't just, I mean, look at the teams that had a lot of success against us this year, like new England in week one and the commanders. I mean, we couldn't touch their quarterbacks because they were getting rid of the ball so quickly and they had the game of their lives. I don't think Mac Jones and Sam Howell played a better game this year than against the Eagles. I mean, the quick passing game works. I, do we, I don't know. Do, if we, do we ever run the hurry up offense, Chef? Ever? Do we ever do the hurry up? I mean, remember Doug Peterson during that 2017 season? He would just randomly go to the hurry up offense and it would catch the defenses off guard. Now, I'm not saying go all the way back to Chip Kelly and do it every single drive, but we're just so predictable, which brings me, speaking of the hurry up offense, I mean, we ha- we got the ball at the end of the first half with about 35 seconds. I think we had a timeout. All you need to do is get in field goal range. We couldn't do that. You look at the end of the fourth quarter. We had three opportunities to either you know go up by two scores or at you know the last possession tie the game with a field goal, and we couldn't do it. I mean that was something last year. If we had the ball at the end of the half, if we had the ball at the end of the fourth quarter, we knew we were going to score. And in this offense, like, you had three opportunities. And one ended in – the first one ended in a horrible Quez Watkins interception. The second one we stalled out and had to punt. And Braden Mann, who's been a great punter for us, gets gets it at the eight-yard line. And then we get the ball back with, you know what, enough time for a Jake Elliott miracle field goal like he does every other week. And we couldn't do that either. So uh, it's just uh, something's broke. Something's broken. Something's broken at this point in the season. Uh, we're 14 games in. I I don't think it's getting fixed. I, I really don't. We are playing horrible football at the worst possible time. We're finishing the season with two Giants games and in Arizona. I don't care if they win all three of those games. They're not. They're not. They're not doing it this year. Um, there's just teams that are simply better. And I look at if we get matched up with the LA Rams week one. I'm expecting. I'm expecting a first round exit. I mean, the, the guys are going to be in Cancun the following week. Um, if we or if we get Tampa Bay, they're I mean, those teams are playing good football right now. I, I don't want to see them. I mean, the only team I would feel confident at all in playing right now is the Minnesota Vikings, and that's because they don't really have a quarterback. I mean, I mean Seattle didn't have a quarterback yesterday, and they still beat us. So New York um, Jets didn't have a quarterback and they beat us. New York Jets. <laughs> yeah. Now, both of those losses were on the road let's see how many of our losses were on the road the dallas one seattle um so the only loss at home has been the 49ers game so um so there i mean there's that to consider but again when we bring up the excuses of the schedule and the ref i mean i agree they're unfair but the championship teams overcome all of those obstacles where the this year's Eagles have done the exact opposite. They've just like totally imploded into the obstacles. I, I think the schedule this year was ridiculous. I think a lot, and again, it's not just for the Eagles. I mean, I think the refs in the NFL for both sides and most games are an embarrassment. I mean, an, an absolute embarrassment. And I think they impact every game, but the great teams overcome that stuff. I mean, we can talk about those things. Like, I think they deserve to be talked about the schedule and the refs, but that's not an excuse for losing championship team. You know, listen, maybe once a season you fall to that, but the, I mean the 2017 team, I'll never forget. It was a Thursday night football game on the road against the Carolina Panthers. 
It was the wor- one of the worst ref games I ever seen. The Eagles got like ten penalties, and we won the game. And they won the game. Yeah, LA I mean, Rams. Carson Wentz tears his ACL. Foles has to come in. They win the game on the road. Like the championship teams overcome those those things, and this this year's team has done the opposite. They're falling apart. Yep, they're not good enough. I mean, it just doesn't. You felt it in 2017. You felt it, you you felt felt it last it. year. You knew the team was special. You knew that they were going to – I mean, they beat the crap out of teams. And even when the games were close, you knew they were going to pull it out in the end. I mean, if the Eagles got the ball um, at the end of that Chiefs game in the Super Bowl last year, there's no doubt in my mind they were coming down to score to, score to win. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I'm scared to death when the offense has the ball. I have no confidence in them. Um, and this is crazy when the offense has the ball, like the defense I would get, but when you're scared to death, when the offense has the ball, Oh, that's awful. Okay. Last question on the offense. Last question. Um, your Nick Sirianni or Howie or or Lori. Um, listen, I think we all agree. There needs to be a change at, at probably quarterback coach too. Like I'd rather get a veteran guy in here. Um, but you know, there's obviously an Eagles and Nick Sirianni connection out there on the open market. Do you bring in Frank Reich? Or do you say Frank Reich is kind of old news? He was horrible with the Panthers. Let's get somebody else. Frank Reich as the OC? As the OC, not as the head coach. Okay, as the OC, I am I would bring Frank Reich back. I, I don't think he was he was bad, honestly. He was put in some pretty tough situations. Yeah. Uh, it was a QB carousel in Indianapolis. So I just look at the time he had with the Eagles and how much success he had. Um, I, I think Ryan Johnson has to go. Uh, I'm pretty set on that um, just from what I've seen this year. To, well, you, to you have could. Much talent is just inexcusable. You could uh, demote him back to quarterbacks coach like Sean Desai got demoted. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I mean, Sean Desai is going to be gone by the end of the by next year too. I mean, it doesn't make any sense have that you, he would be promoted and stick around. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I've ever seen somebody get demoted and and stay with the team. That I don't think I've ever seen. Well, let's talk about that because that was huge news that hit. What was it? Sunday? Was that Dunkin' Donuts? And you called me. It was Sunday. It was Sunday. Sunday, the day before the game. I mean, I knew some fishy stuff was happening when I heard the players, I think led by Kevin Byard, were saying they wanted to do their own scouting for this week coming up, which is typically the job of the defensive coordinator. So when I heard that, I was like, hmm, I, I think Desai may have lost the players. You know, there were some rumblings throughout the season, and I just think he he lost them. And I and I think when that happens, there's there's no coming back from it, which is why I expect him to uh, be out of Philadelphia next year. Um, but with that all said, I mean, I, I mean, how many times do you fire a defensive coordinator at this point in the year, and it like works out to be a good thing? Like, how many times does that team go on to win a bunch of playoff games, make the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl? It just seems like at that move, like it just turned the team. No, it didn't turn the team into a circus because it's already kind of been like that for a while now. And with the AJ Brown stuff earlier in the year, just the team not playing well. I mean, it's just it's just been an awful year. And that was just like the cherry on top. Just firing, not firing, demoting your defensive coordinator at this point in the season. And he was still at the game. Like that that was that was odd. 
Let me ask you this. Do you think it was Sirianni's decision or do you think it was Lori's and, mm. and Howie's decision to demote him like right now? I've thought about it a lot. I feel like Lori's the kind of guy that will just kind of let you figure it out, kind of just let you burn and, you know, make peace with it towards the end of the season. But he's also a Sirianni guy. I, I really don't know. I, I think it might have been Nick. I, I feel like Nick is not a veteran head coach, is a guy that would get easily rattled and make an impulse decision like that. So I, I'm going to go with Sirianni. Okay. I think it was definitely Lori. <laughs> I think I think, uh, I think think it was definitely Lori. I mean, it might have been Nick. I just uh, – Nick's such a loyal guy. Like, he seems so loyal. I, I think it is a good move. Like, I'd rather – I mean, not necessarily for this season, but I think it's a good move. I'd rather get rid of a guy quickly if you know he's not good than hold on to him, which the Eagles have kind of – they've done that in the past for a little bit. But Lori hasn't uh, done that all the time. Like, Chip – it reminds me of Chip Kelly. Like, the moment he realized Chip wasn't the guy in year three, he got rid of him before the season was over. So it kind of reminded me of that um, – Listen, Lurie loves this the football was team. Over at that point. Like I think he I think he knew, like, like you said, Desai uh might be a smart guy. By the way, I watched a few videos like of the guys that break down the tape, and they were like, Sean Desai is horrible. Like he's playing into the players' weaknesses. His play calls make no sense at all, which doesn't surprise me because that's kind of what we saw. I mean, it, you you can't let up what between the Dallas game and San Francisco game, they let up like scoring drives eight out of nine times or something, something crazy. So, oh, it was, it was pitiful. And from what I've heard from the guy who like, studied the film, Desai never disguises his coverages, no. never disguises his blitzes. It's just what you see is what you're getting. And the offenses have just picked him apart. I mean, we've seen Mac Jones and Sam Howe just completely shred this Eagles defense apart. It, I mean, with the defense, though, we're just not as talented as we were last year. I mean, we had Javon Hargrave. We had D.J. Johnson. A lot of our older veterans were just younger last year. I mean, these cornerbacks, I mean, James Bradbury was like top five cornerback last year. He's getting getting destroyed out there. I mean, on that final drive, he gave up four catches and a touchdown. Um, I know he got beat on the touchdown, but I had no idea why the safety came in and wasn't playing further back that boggled my mind, but the defense just, just like average. I mean, cornerbacks are kind of like the running backs of the defense. I mean, those guys just, they don't stick around the NFL very long and you're seeing it on Bradbury. Um, you're seeing with Darius Slay, even though we didn't play yesterday. I mean, Brandon Graham's not having as good of a season as he had last year. Our linebackers stink. They're the worst in the NFL. I mean, we, should have appreciated TJ Edwards when he was here because that guy was an actual linebacker. I mean, the guys we have right now, like Anthony Morrow is horrific. Shaq Leonard washed. I mean, Cunningham's good. We need him to come back, but the defense just, it's just not good. It's not a good defense. So, um, yeah, I mean, Bradbury and Slay, bringing them back at their age. I mean, I like bringing Bradbury back because he was so good last year. I thought bringing Slay back was, a questionable call. Plus I just hate his attitude. Like, I think he's the only guy on the entire team that I think is like an actual, like just immature person where Bradbury, no matter how he plays, like he's a professional. 
Like, so I appreciate that. Like, Slay just doesn't fit the culture. When he said after the Dallas game, well, I had a good game. I was good at tackling. Uh, the rest of us, you know, the rest of the defense, we had a bad, did a bad job. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? But uh, so, and like, dude, it's just like, like that. Like, stuff like that just yeah. didn't happen last year. It didn't happen the Super Bowl year. Like, once no, you're in players. He's always been a little immature, though, Slay. I mean, it's just popping up more because we're losing now. Um, but, yeah, my I guess my final point was on the defense is that we were playing statistically like one of the bottom five defenses in the entire league. I mean, we were like 31st in the league on third down percentage. We were horrible in the red zone. Uh, there's a ton of statistics where we were in like the bottom three. Even with all the talent that you were pointing out, I just think we're maybe the 15th best defense or the 16th or the 17th. We're not the 33rd best defense. I just don't want to hear that. And I think that we do have a little bit of talent. Reddick, Sweat, um, Jordan Davis is okay. He's kind of a disappointment. But Carter, Fletcher Cox is having a good year. Like you said, Cunningham's a pretty good linebacker. Uh, I still like Reed Blankenship. I think a lot of his problems were with the two deep safety and we were so passive. I don't think that's necessarily his fault. Like we have good enough play. And even as much as I just trash talk slay a little bit, I mean, he's having an okay year. I mean, that should be a decent defense. They shouldn't be getting freaking grilled every single week, especially on third down. So that to me was coaching. Um, and the question is this. Now I didn't think he was playing great at the time, but our run defense was like the best in the league. And then once the Kobe Dean got hurt, we became like the worst in the league. Now, that could just be random. Maybe the defense got tired. Because I didn't think the Kobe Dean was playing great. But you think the Kobe Dean's injuries got something to do with this? Or uh, it's just the defense is the whole one in the toilet? No, I, I think the team just went south. I mean, I watched a decent amount of Nicobe Dean this year. And um, most of his problems were in coverage. But he didn't seem like this complete run stopper to me. Um, I, I think the team's just old and getting tired and just, just not built for football this time of year. Um, it's, it really stinks to say that because, you know, last year they led the NFL in uh, turnovers and led the NFL in sacks. And Do we ever get a turnover? Do we ever get a sack anymore? No, any we, sacks, we get no any turnovers, pressure. no pressure. I mean, last year we hardly no pressure at all. But we still got pressure. We still got sacks. This year we don't blitz, and there's no pressure at all. I mean, you if you're not getting pressure, sending four, you, you got to send a fifth every now and again, and it just doesn't seem like something uh, we do often enough. Um, Here's the problem with that, though, Jeff. We're like the worst blitzing team I've ever seen. Whenever we send a you know zero zero all out blitz, we don't even get close to the quarterback, which is insane to me. So in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Let's not blitz because we're freaking terrible at it. Um, but it's like, what can this defense do right? I mean, I saw some signs of life. I thought uh, Patricia bringing the safeties up a little bit helped. By the way, let's talk a little bit about the young guys. I thought Keelan Ringo actually played well against uh, – he let up zero catches. He had a pass breakup. He's physical. I mean, I'm not saying he's the answer. It was one game against the backup quarterback. But you could see, like – the guy's 6'2". He's incredibly fast. He's physical. I know he had a bad game the week before, but he was kind of thrust into that. He didn't know he was going to play. Uh, and it was a, that face mask uh, against the Cowboys was the double. Really, 
little, little unlucky. A double, double penalty. Like his a little accidental face mask that ends up being like 35 yards. But I like Tarango. Um, now Sidney Brown, he obviously had a couple huge missed tackles. But I mean, I'll say this: I like his aggressiveness. And in a good defense, somebody else is there to clean up the tackle. It's, you know, it's not easy to tackle a Kenneth Walker in the open field. Now, listen, I think he's got to do it. Um, I'm not excusing it. But on a couple, like the, the huge run where he had Kenneth Walker like five yards behind the line of scrimmage, it turned into like a 20-yard run. Shaq Leonard's right there and doesn't even attempt to tackle. So we need a little bit of team defense there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's frustrating. It's yeah, frustrating. I think you're right about Ringo. I think that guy's actually got some skills, and I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, in the coming years. I don't know if he's necessarily the answer right now. I mean, he yeah. probably could see some field time because our corners are just really depleted. I mean, we have a really, really young secondary outside of um, Bradbury. Well, Slay's not playing right now. Um, you know, I think Job and, and Ricks, I'm not – not big on those guys, um, but I'm not out on Sidney Brown. I mean, he he missed a couple tackles yesterday, which he really has to make those plays. But I like his aggressiveness. He seems to have good awareness. He seems to be in the right spot, in the right position most of the time. So, you know, he's just a young player that had a bad game. Um, but, but the other know, guys it, didn't pick him up, and that's what annoys me. Like, he had to miss tackle, but he got there. He slowed Kenneth Walker down. Where the hell is everybody else on the defense? Like, you're going to let Kenneth Walker, who got hit by Brown five yards behind the line of scrimmage, get a 20-yard run? I don't know. It's just, uh, again, you got to make the tackle. But that just, when I saw that play, I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, where is everybody else? Like, uh, somebody gets hit five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, okay, get, everybody should be swarming to the ball. Isn't that what they teach them? Swarm the ball? Well, what's going on with Hassan Reddick? I mean, I know he was injured in the preseason. It took him a while to get going, and then he seemed like he was on a pretty good stretch. It seemed like he was back to his old self because last year you and I were talking. I mean, this guy should have had uh, more defensive player of the year consideration than he did. I mean, he really was a, a game changer. He was such an impact player. I mean, every single game he's in the quarterback's face, um, getting sacks, making big tackles. And this year, I haven't even – the last few games, I haven't even seen him on my TV. I'm like, where is this guy? I mean, this guy was supposed to be such an impact player, and he's he he's not doing anything this year, and there's no excuse. I mean, it's not like he's like Fletcher or Brandon Graham who should probably retire at the end of the season. I mean, this is a guy who still got a lot left. So what's yeah. going on with him? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, I think you're right. Last year we saw a guy kind of more like a Micah Parsons who was in on like every freaking play. Uh, and was even playing well against uh, uh, run plays and making a difference. I mean, this year he does have 10 and a half, I think 10 and a half sacks. He might have more than that. But, like, that's a little bit of a misleading stat. I mean, if you get a sack at the end of the game when you're losing by a lot or you're winning, you know, there's context to every sack. Um, it seems like he's not creating as much pressure in general as he did last year. Um, the Seahawks game though, was his worst game since he got his cast off. I mean, he literally, the first three games, obviously he had that cast on, but since then he's been okay. Um, the Seahawks game, 
he did absolutely nothing. By the way, Josh Sweat, he had one nice tackle for a loss against the Seahawks. But he just kind of fell off a cliff and disappeared. I think Fletcher Cox is actually playing pretty well. I think, by the way, Jeff, this is where I might disagree with you a little bit. I think Brandon Graham should be getting more playing time. The dude barely plays, and I think whenever he's in, he's getting pressure. He got um, 30% of the snaps yesterday, and that was like the most he's gotten all season. He got a little bit of pressure. He's good against the run. What are you saving him for? I mean, he's, like you said, probably going to retire. Let him play. I think Schwetz played more snaps than he's ever played in his entire life. So you know, let him get – clearly he's fatigued. Play Brandon Graham. I, I don't know. I love BG. I love BG too. I mean, but I don't know. I just, That defense – Just I mean, we had one sack against Drew Locke. I mean, this is not an elusive quarterback. Um, you know, but let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this because you, you brought it up. Like we're, we're roasting the secondary. I personally am not sure if the secondary is quite as bad as we're making that to be. I think it's – you're not getting close to the – now, again, I don't want to excuse the secondary. They've been very up and down this year, and I think a lot of it's been coaching. A lot of it's been soft zone, double or too high safety, all that crap. But it's a little bit harder to play defense when you get – absolutely no pressure on the quarterback, right? Drew Locke looked good against this yesterday because we didn't get pressure on him. Same thing with Zach Wilson on the Jets. Yeah, I mean, the way you rattle a bad quarterback is by getting pressure on them. And we didn't, we don't do it ever. I mean, it's just, it's just not last year's team. I just have to come to grips with it. It's just, this isn't them. They're, they're a different team. They're a lot worse. They're a lot older. Um, just the vibe of the team seems off. Um, Jalen Hurts, I don't know. It seemed like he had a little bit more energy and fire last year. He, to me, he just like looks miserable on the sidelines. I don't know if that's him just being like all business, but he always looks like sourpuss on the sidelines. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like show some emotion. Even if yeah. it's like, I, I would want to see him get fired up. Honestly, at this point, I think we need some sort of spark. Um, enough of this like stoic demeanor. I, I, I want to see something different. I don't know well, if that's because I, I, they lost first three games yeah. or, or what, but I'm just, like, sick of it. I think that that stoic demeanor is great when you're winning. And Hurts is all business, which we love. But it's kind of interesting when we're losing. You know, he said the other day at, at the press conference that there's not the same commitment that we – or there's not the commitment we need to have. Like, he was kind of calling the team out. But I, I don't think that was the right time. Like, I think this is a team, like you said, that needs a little bit of love, actually. They need a little bit of Jalen Hurts saying, listen, guys, it's going to be all right. We, we are going to get it under control. We, we are going to be okay. Um, and instead, the, the, we need more commitment. You know, I know that's how he feels about himself. Like, he's always pushing himself. But when you're losing – it's a team that I think needs to come together a little bit. And that comment I think could be more divisive. Like what the hell do you mean, Jalen? Like, we're even if it's not the truth, like, again, somebody's going to get defensive if they hear that. Like, you mean I need to be more committed? Like, what the hell are you talking about? So I I think he struck the wrong note there. Um, Listen, I'm not going to complain too much about Jalen's leadership, but I I agree with what you're saying. I think there are moments where we need to see, more animation and more 
it's going to be okay. It, not every single thing has to be a, a Jeff and Joe podcast where we're critiquing every little thing. Like, they're humans. They need to be loved up a little bit. So, I don't know. Did you hear about A.J. Brown? Did you hear what he said today? No, what do you say? What do you say this he time? On, he went on Twitter and he said, the fans, man, the fans, they, uh, they, they should stop talking about me. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. Um, <laughs> they, they should stop. I'm tired of the fans talking about me, saying that I'm telling Jalen to pass me the ball. The fans don't know everything. A.J., stop worrying about the freaking fans, dude. Like, why are Slay and Bre- – like – Forget about the fans. What? How about you worry about winning <laughs> and stop you know worrying the, about the fans? You know Who what the Philadelphia fans? Eagles, you know what the Philadelphia Eagles fans did? They were at Seattle last night. You could hear them from the TV. It sounded. It almost sounded like an Eagles home game at times. They traveled across the country to go see you lay an egg. I mean, you guys put up seventeen points against the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, this team—they're giving up 30, 40 points every single week. We go in there, we, we, we put up 17 with everyone healthy on offense? Give me a break. Give me a break. I saw this ridiculous thing just kind of going around Twitter. Someone said if the if Darius Slay was healthy, the Eagles would have won yesterday. And I'm just sitting here thinking, what, which is like a stupid thing to say. I mean, is Darius Slay going to score you two more touchdowns? I mean, the defense – to allow Drew Locke to go 92 yards down the field at the end of the game was was pathetic. It was horrible. But the offense scored 17 points. I mean, oh, it's the offense. It's on the offense. The, the the brunt of it for for that game and honestly most of this season. The off the players. Yes. yes. The players are too good to be playing I, at this level. Exactly. The defense okay. They're going to have some bad games, like we said. Again, I don't think they're bottom five in talent. I think they're more middle of the road. And I think Desai probably deserved to get fired, but this team was built to win with offense. Um, all right. So let's uh let's talk about the one positive of the whole season. This is like a reverse of last year. The special freaking teams. Unbelievable. Britton Covey, Brandon Mann. Uh is it Brandon Mann or Braden? I don't even know, but Whatever, <laughs> Then you got Jake Elliott. I mean, uh, just those guys are all amazing. I think our, our coverage units are still not great, but whatever. I'm not going to nitpick. Uh, I think we called Mike for Michael Clay's head a million times. But hey, maybe, listen, maybe Ryan Johnson should come back next year because we were wrong about Michael Clay. That guy clearly knows what he's doing, I guess, because they look great. They look great. Yeah, so a positive. I was dying for the Eagles just to give Jake a chance at the end of the game because I didn't know where he was kicking it from. I thought he was going to make it. But just the fact that the game was that close. Now, now, let me ask you, Joe. Play the Giants on Christmas. We play Arizona. Then we play the Giants again on New Year's or New Year's Day. If we come out and we, we beat all – we win all three of those games by, like, 20, 30 points. Are you going to feel differently about this team heading into the playoffs? Yeah, I think I, I think I would feel if they if they look good again because it's this is like the stats thing. Like if I'm watching them and they look really good, I mean I'll definitely feel better. I'll feel better, and they'll if they win out, they'll I'm 
pretty sure they have all the tiebreakers with Dallas still. Yep. So they'll win the division. So would I feel better? Yes. Would that make me feel like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl now? No. No. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, because in all honesty, Jeff, I could see them losing a game out of these three. So if they win all three and look good, I'll, I'll be very happy. It'll, okay. it'll make me a little bit happier. These three games this are. This is not a Super Bowl team, in my opinion. Yeah, these three games aren't even close to guaranteed. I mean, if you lose to Drew Locke, you can lose to Tommy DeVito. You can lose to Kyler Murray. Um, Jonathan Gannon, revenge game, I guess. I don't I don't know. I mean, that game could be weird. So, look, at the beginning of the season, those look like three wins, and now I'm not so sure. I'm not even sure if it matters anymore. I mean, I guess you want that uh, first-round home game, but I just don't – I mean, is this team actually going to beat the 49ers if it comes to it? Like – I don't think so. Well, that's that's my only hope is that the rest of the league is pretty weak. So if we get hot, I'm not afraid of Dallas, especially if they have to come here. I mean, I shouldn't say I'm not afraid of Dallas. They kicked our ass. But then they the just game. got destroyed by the Bills. You know why, Joe? Because they ran the football. They ran the football. They, they, they were not like they run the football. Why we do that to them? Not only did they run the football, they were just much more physical. Uh, but, yeah, I know. the Dallas, they have a bad run defense, and we didn't run the ball. But, yeah, so if we're at home, I have some confidence we could beat the Cowboys. But I'm kind of with you. I, I hate to say because I hate these 49er fans. I hate their players. They're the most obnoxious players. And I hate their coach. But, uh, yeah, that I mean, that, that seems to – like, I could see a way. I don't think it's going to happen. But I could, because I could see the Detroit Lions beating us. I could obviously see the Cowboys beating us. I mean, I but, think our hope would be that someone else knocks out the 49ers. I mean, that would yeah, be tough to do. I don't know what team would be able to, but that would be our best route to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. So I, I think there's a chance, but, you know, last thing, I just want to talk about Patricia. To me, obviously, you're going up against a backup quarterback. It's funny. The two touchdown drives were like two of the worst drives I've ever seen. And then the rest of the game, I thought they played very well. So, I, I but I mean, again, part of it is like these missed tackles, and that's not really the coordinator's fault. So, I'm at least somewhat intrigued with Patricia. Obviously, he's a guy we all dislike from like the Super Bowl. And although I will say this the fact that Darius Slay hates him. Uh, it started to make sense a little bit. Like I could, I could see why a coach would not like Darius Slay because he's seems like an annoying guy. Not saying that's okay, but I, it's it's making sense. By the way, da- another thing about Darius Slay, isn't this last year was the first time he was ever named a captain ever? Is that not was he not the best player on that Detroit Lions team for like four years? Is that not a red flag? He was never voted captain before. I, I think he said even in high school he wasn't voted captain. You're telling me he wasn't the best player on his high school team? He wasn't voted the captain? I mean, come on. I, I'm tired of this guy. I'm fine with the youth movement at cornerback next year. Because the cornerbacks are definitely not getting better. Like, I think Nolan Smith he obviously didn't have a good year. He could get better next year. I think Jordan Davis could get better next year. I think the Kobe Dean maybe can get better next year. Slay and Bradbury are not getting better next year. So I'm okay with a little bit of a youth movement, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think um, 
you know, Slay's pretty much, I mean, he's having an okay season. Um, kind of washed at this point. I don't know how much he'll have left in the tank for next season or seasons yeah. after that. But let me ask you a question. Um, that uh, surgery he got, um, do you think it's like suspicious timing? I mean, I know I saw, I saw some people speculating that, oh, Matt Patricia's the DC now. Uh, why don't I uh, go get some surgery over here? Um, you, you buy into any of that? or I, I don't buy into that. But uh, with the Patricia thing, I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. But, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I've heard some like guys on the radio that are, you know, former professional football players that said, no, if you need that knee surgery, you're just getting it. You know, you're not waiting. But, I mean, it does call into question, like, oh, if the team were playing better, <laughs> is this like a, and I don't know, only he can answer this, obviously, but is this like a, well, the team's not playing well, I'm just going to get surgery now kind of thing. Because um, it kind of He won't be back. Like, it's be odd back. timing. It is odd timing. It's weird timing. We haven't really heard any. I mean, I haven't heard anything about it all season. And then it's like, oh, Darius Slay's getting knee surgery. He's been oh. on the injury report a few times. But again, that was a couple weeks ago when we were 10 and 1. And he didn't get the surgery then. So, I mean, obviously he's – I don't mean to say his play is bad. He's been playing okay this year. Uh, although his insistence on him being called big play Slay when he doesn't make big plays is – like, dude, you're like 30 – two years old like like get the uh the sunday night football broadcast tarico was saying he called him darius and slay like took offense to it no he does he, he doesn't want people calling him darius like dude that's your freaking name like like you're 32 like i get it you get called what you want to be called i guess i i get that i know it's you know and that's the world we live in but uh it's just freaking weird like your name's darius stop uh, you're making it's not like he's got a nickname first name it's like call me big play like i'm a grown man i'm not calling you big play like to your face like that's freaking weird um i don't know i don't know but anyway let's end it with a swoop superlative because i'm getting hungry and i didn't eat dinner yet so um oh, what's for you tonight? Was, oh we got some salmon it's gonna be great Oh, I'm it. All right, let's uh, 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 MVP of the game for you, Jeff. Who's the MVP? You're making me pick an MVP. This yeah, I'm making you go for MVP. MVP oh game. my god, um, I really wasn't ready for this because right now I, I kind of hate everyone. Um, oh wow, I, I'll give it to uh, Jalen Carter. He like um, he sacked your lock or came close to it. No, he sacked um, him. Okay, that idiotic Pete Carroll. By the way, Pete Carroll yeah. was trying to give the game away to us, and we couldn't take it with two terrible timeout calls. But okay, Carter's a great one. Yeah, Carter. Yeah, he's he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. He deserves it. He's been rookie. great. Um, only a rookie. He's only going to get better. Um, so I'm giving it to Carter. That's a good pick. I thought he played well. I think we need to feature him kind of more in the defense. He he's awesome. Um, he also had a couple good. Run stopping plays. Uh, I'll give it to b -b 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 nobody on the offense, right? Can't give it to anybody on the offense uh, at all. I don't think anybody had a particular – like Swift was okay. Like he had a decent game. Also, Swift is not as good as he was like that first week. Like there's a couple runs where I'm like, you're going – not that he's bad, but we thought like, oh, maybe this guy will be a superstar. Like you're saying why Detroit wasn't in love with him. Like he's good, but – He's not, he's not great. It's like, anyway, 
so I can't give it to him. Um, Maybe go to a coverage player or something. Brandon Mann. We could give it to Mann, but I'm not. He had a nice – he pinned the Seahawks inside the 10 at the end of the game. He did his job. Freaking pinned him, didn't he? All right, Braden Mann. I think it's Braden Mann. That guy's been awesome. I think we found our new punter. He gave us a chance to win the game at the end with an amazing punt. He's been awesome. Braden Mann. I'll also shout out Keely Ringo because he got some flack from the That's a good one. Against the Cowboys, and and I thought he played really well. So it's a good oh, that's pretty bad when you, when you can't think of more than two guys, and one of them is the punter. That's it's bleak. It's looking bleak. Maddie Patricia for his first game as defensive coordinator of the Eagles. I'm giving it to Maddie. But no, I'm just kidding. I just want to say one more thing. Um, yeah. Like I think Matt Patricia actually did a decent job mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he's actually a pretty good defensive mind. I just. Yeah. I just – it's weird that he's on the Eagles. Like, this is like a guy I just don't ever picture being on the Eagles. Like, we played him in the Super Bowl, and we we tore him to shreds. It's, it's like when um DeMarco Murray and, like, Miles Austin came over to the Eagles. Like, it's just it's just off to me. Um, I know that's, like, stupid, and that's just me no, being, like a, um, you know, weird it's Eagles fan. But I just, I just don't enjoy seeing him on the sidelines. Well, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know I absolutely hate the Patriots and anybody that comes from their coaching staff because they're usually terrible outside of uh, New England, or I should say without Tom Brady as the quarterback. So uh, I'm with you, but in my mind, this is a tryout for next year, and at least this is a guy who has way more experience. I mean, Desai, I know he had that one year as like the Bears defensive coordinator on a crappy team um but patricia obviously defensive coordinator before for like five years under belichick terrible head coach but he was a head coach i mean it's experience so obviously way more experience than desai good or bad it's just more experience um and again desai maybe will be a good defensive coordinator one day but it just doesn't make sense on a team that has super bowl aspirations to get an unknown guy uh, you know, unless you know he's just going to be great, which obviously they did. But anyway, um, Jeff, I love you. We're going to make it through together, buddy. Worst case scenario, we'll have a great off season to look forward to, where we'll get some hopefully new uh, coordinators and maybe some free agents and trades. You know how he's going to be working, folks. Anyway, we're going to end it with a fly swoop fly. <laughs>